Welcome to the podcast. I'm Joe Kane. I'm Dan Kane. And I'm Wayne Heckler. And today we're going to be talking about the short film Code 8 to the bumper. One thing I really liked about this short film, it gets to the point. It is a short film, so there's no use in wasting time. So one thing it does, it, the opening scene, the camera comes in on Lincoln City, and then strangely enough, which I think it's a nice twist, right away the second shot's actually pulling away to the city. So it's leaning into the city, pulling back away from the city, and establishing the suburbs where this poverty takes place. The other thing I like is um, quick establishing shots. It establishes the story right from the start. Um, it shows the main lead. Um, the bills are passed due. He has an eviction notice. He's set up. He, we show him as a father taking care of his son. He has a mother. Shows very normal routines, making breakfast. And then suddenly there's a news report about this person with powers, the telekinetic man. So it sets up the tone for this whole thing very quickly, which I really like about this. It's, it's very to the point. There's a lot of cinematic beauty that are that's taking place in this. So yeah. my, my first impression of this was, Wow, it looked like a, a ton of money went into this, you know. And uh, you know, in, in some of our research, we found out later that it was a little different um, than that. But we'll talk about that in a minute. Yeah. It was something that uh, pulled you in right away. You know? Yeah, yeah. So the cinematography was excellent right off the bat. So, oh, this looks like a high budget film, and yet it was a short film. Yeah, yeah. It, it really, it really had a, a a good look to it, and and the fact that it is a short film, um, you know, in generally speaking, you know. You think of short films, you go, okay, there's not a lot of money put into this. There's a lot. It's got to be uh, corners cut. And, they, you know, they're, they're, they're calling up their friends and going, hey, can you, you want to be an extra in here? You want to do this or whatever? Yeah. Uh, just to try to get the thing done. Um, and, and that's, you know, usually the impression you get with a short film. You're, like, um, you're, you're expecting deficiencies. You're, you're expecting <laughs> deficiencies, yes. Uh, you know, I, I truly did not feel that watching this. Yeah. I, I felt like right. it, was, it was all in place. The uh, acting was excellent. Superb acting. Um the cinematography was excellent, like I said. Yeah. Um, and one thing, the main thing I have to say is different from other superhero films, it felt more real. Like, it wasn't overly done. I guess, like, too much CGI almost feels like, oh, okay, it's a nice fantasy flick. But this it, almost felt like you were really there, like you could um, you could feel for these characters. It, put, it, put, it like, put them in the everyday guy's situation. Yeah, it was gritty. About it was raw. Bills, you know, yeah. trying to take care of family and made it a real person you know to start out so well the best part is being able to tell a story like that and and so uh fluidly in 10 minutes that that it was a complete thought there was definitely uh a complete thought um let's get into some specifics of things that happened in the in the the short itself you you talked about it but an interesting twist is usually superheroes are you've rich or they have a lot of resources there's a twist on this one that these super people with powers actually were poor on the poverty side and they're looking for work. And really what I really like besides just about the superpowers, it's almost given us a message of like, um, it's bias instead of racial bias. Now it's bias against people with power. Say we're looked at already as low lives and there they are trying to get work. They're hanging out in the parking lot, standing upon the looking for people that need workers. And he asks like, Oh, what do you have? And what was his, what was his power? The brawny man? Uh, level two brawn. Level, level two, two brawn. That's what it was. Yeah. So it's really I wouldn't cool. want to meet a level three. <laughs> this guy picked up, a, he, yeah. he picked up a truck yeah. like it was going. He's like, oh, you want to see? No, okay. He, yeah, he goes, prove it. And picks up the truck. 
knocked that out. What did you think he was going to do? <laughs> well, obvi- obviously, uh, you know, just for anybody listening or whatever, we are going to have spoilers in here. We are talking about the actual film. And uh, everything. Too late. Like, I it's think we almost told the whole story. You know, it is a short, so we can summarize Sorry, we went too far. No. But I would say um, check right. this film out. Absolutely. Look at this short film, Code 8. It's definitely worth it. And it is a precursor to something bigger coming. Yeah. Oh, well, we started doing a little bit of research on this, and in our digging, um, you know, it, it gave us a little bit more of the plot line and everything else. But what uh, the big thing that we found is that this is put out there to shop to make as a feature film. Um, you know, there are other things out there now that are that are doing that type of thing. Uh, for example, um, Deadpool just came out. And what they did was they, oops, they leaked, quote unquote, <laughs> a um, a little uh, trailer of shorts, a little short film, basically. Right. And um, if if anybody watched the movie, which I'm hoping you did, <laughs> um, you know, it was it was one whole scene in that movie, but they had shot it before to get this interest of um, the studio, and basically from what I read about that, the Studio really didn't want anything to do with it because that was like a hard R. That was an R-rated movie. Um, and, you know, uh, just this side of like NC-17, right. you know, with some of the things that were going on in it. I think it's actually one of the now the highest rated R film ever. Is it? Yes, is it? Well, that's it is. good to hear. Yes. I mean, it was, it's an excellent movie. I, that, that one had me like laughing the second the credits came up and they were... You know, some some dumb guy on camera or something. <laughs> you know, their 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 descriptions of things. Uh, but they put this. They put out the film, and the original purpose of putting out that film was to get a, a fan base going. Okay, there'll be enough fan base to to so that they can prove to the studio that hey, this is something we should sink money into and get. Now, in a very similar fashion, they're doing this with Code Eight. They're putting it out there, um, but. I find the really awesome, awesome part of this is they're not putting it out there to try to get a studio behind them. They're putting it out there with crowdfunding. Yeah. Yeah. They want to do right. it their way. They want to do it their way. Yeah. Once you have Which, a studio involved, um, we got Mr. Kane knocking everything knocked down knocked around every, here, uh, but that's all right. We have a little glitch, Mr. you know. Which Mr. This. Kane? <laughs> <laughs> I just uh, decided to kick the table. But <laughs> but um, what was I saying, please? I have no I idea. Know. But listen, no. let's go back. Let's no. talk about the weather. No. <laughs> <laughs> it's cloudy with a chance of meatballs, but that's oh, another good. movie. Different movie. All right. But what, the main purpose of this, what's great, is when you put out when you put out a short film like that to gain the attention, it be, there's a need. Now, I watched it. I want to see this. I want to see this main feature. I'm like, okay, I want more. And there's, there's so much more that I know they're going to do, but they don't want to give it away totally but the way they did it, it's a teaser it's real just a short film but it's actually a teaser and it did its job i'm teased i want the rest of this yeah and i feel i just feel that um i could connect with this more than so many other um superhuman films i think some of them are a little bit too far out there this like i said the average man can relate to these types yeah, of i like powers. that i like that that it's uh you know they're out there with the grit you know trying to just make a buck day by day you know it's closer to most of the people that are going to watch these films but well the the other cool point of it is that they 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 took something that's that's gritty that's raw that you see and you look at and you go okay well this is this is reality this is what your 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 everyday life is and if you have these powers and you have these things that are happening to you in your life and then they throw in like these futuristic like 
uh, Tecamex, whatever they yeah, were, these yeah, drones yeah. These that are robots. out there. They actually look pretty scary. Tecamex. Yeah. It's scary. They gave me anxiety. Oh, the, the one scene I really love. You see the drone in the sky, and then it turns a little bit up, and you see the robots. And the way they fall, they mm-hmm. fall like dead, like boom, and they're frozen. Right. And then they just lift up. It's actually almost a scary scene. It's scary. It's almost like, to, you know, just that on point, like, military very precise like, very it's precise right. done don't screw around like, <laughs> it set that tone way, right yeah, away yeah. right right, right. Yeah. so uh, co- the cool part about them is they're you know they're, they're really trying to fundraise this they're trying to get behind it and get it out there uh there's a couple things like uh if you wanted to tweet them you can go at code eight movie and they really get back to you i, I mean i i tweeted them the other day and i was like this is a great film i'm loving what's going on with this and they were like within five minutes they were back to me so they're on there they're they're actively trying to get this thing fundraised uh now one thing we didn't talk about is who's in the movie and who's right, creating right. this movie you're talking about a fundraising uh platform that we have got on and we've done it too in our short films uh trying to go out there and get people to uh you know put money into the arts and and fund what we're doing with our short films right it's difficult it's difficult uh i mean i there's projects you've worked on that have taken years to get funded sure. and uh you know uh, my it's 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 a difficult thing and it and helps when you have the name it helps when you have the name and, and we, I, have we haven't name. dropped any names we haven't yet so the name yet, but uh, well name. it's it's uh starring uh robbie mel and um Robbie Mel was uh, for those of you who don't know him, which you should uh, look him up. <laughs> he was he was um, Firestorm on The Flash, mm-hmm. and uh, it's produced now right by his uh, cousin Stephen Amell, who is the Green Arrow. Now these are two names right here that you go, oh, okay, well that's why. Right. But I don't I don't want to say that it's it's because of them having names that they they are getting this because they're kind of going about this at the grassroots. Um, level right they're not out there like promoting their names and going well you know I, i'm i'm the arrow and I'm, <laughs> i want to get this right they're doing it the way that uh the, your, your average filmmaker would do right with good resources with behind good, them. obviously they have, they have good, good friends right. they have good connections and they said they asked their friends to help out they're going to do as whatever they can to make this happen so if you really want to back this you know go to their funding yeah. site um and they gave very good um incentives as well yeah. even like a, a co-executive producer possible when you get yeah. up there in the funding um t-shirts at the lower end but it's something to check well, out just uh, just, yeah. uh, just to, to clarify what you're saying you know they if you donate money to this and or or put money into it um yeah you'll get prizes you know you'll get you'll get a t-shirt you'll get something whatever but the things that they offered on this like uh one of the things that stood out in my mind was 250 dollars and it was you can be an extra in the film for 250 bucks <laughs> and i'm go- i'm scratching my head i'm going wow that's that's awesome for first of all if you think about the platform there uh you know trying to get extras sometimes it's, it's hard to try to get extras on a on a low budget film but there's people out there who would love to be a part of a film uh, just to 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 get out there and get exposure and be on the film, and you know what? For two hundred and fifty bucks, you go okay. That's a cool thing that I get out of this. That I was in this film, and it's it's something for them. And uh, some of the other ones were uh, signed scripts by guys in the cast. Uh, one of the I think it was five hundred dollars if you donate. <coughs> Excuse me, Robbie. Uh, not Robbie. I'm sorry. Stephen Amell um, sent would send you a signed Arrow script. 
Yeah, pretty cool. Which, yeah. you know, those of us comic book junkies are like, yeah. you know, go, oh my God, that would be awesome. <laughs> you know. And he gave a very detailed timeline of when they expect to get this going. <clears throat> so it's something to definitely check out. Good news for them, though. They just the other day, I just looked on the uh, on their Twitter and they, they, they had they had tweeted, tweeted, they had tweeted. That sounds horrible. <laughs> they had tweeted uh, that they broke the million dollar mark. Yeah. So they've already gotten a million dollars towards this. Yeah, now it's a million one hundred something thousand. A million one hundred. I just saw again today. Well, you know, it's going up every day. Uh, you know, it's 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 one of those things that they're they're, they're keeping money pouring in. You know, yeah. it, you don't want to you don't want to go. Okay, well, you know, <laughs> that was good for so long, and we got this much and gone. You, it, right. it costs a lot to do a film. Yeah. It does, especially at this caliber. And like I said, I think they did a great job with a short film to put this much effort in. Right. It didn't look like just um to advertise for their long thing. They actually put enough right. into it that it could stand on its own it was, as a short it film. It was done very well. And yeah, now, really so I'm was. really interested in seeing this. I think everyone listening should definitely check this out and see the whole feature. Code8movie.com. You can go and check out some of the things. And also, um, you can tweet them at Code8movie and uh, use the hashtag Code8 and you know, try to get them all on their, their social marketing because the more social marketing they get out there, um, social media, I should say, the, the more social media that they hit, share their stuff, uh, you know, get them out there, help them out. You know, if you can, if you can see this and, and, and go, okay, this is a good thing. This is yeah. a great film. If you think about it from a, uh, indie filmmaker, which we are, we're indie filmmakers. Um, you know, y- you think about it from that aspect, what an amazing feat to actually get a full length feature yeah. made. Yes. And to get money behind it. Without a studio. Right. Without a studio. So you don't have the to input. Show that, you, yes. that you can get it done that way. You know what I mean? If you if you put together something that's worth having, that's worth making, that's as worth doing. As long as the interest is there. you can go right. that route. You know? there, there's something to be said that um, there are a lot of movies out there that were backed by studios that were... Um, ruined by studios <laughs> uh, we're, we're not gonna we're not gonna um drop any names drop any names or point any fingers but you know you, you go like this and you you'll see a director that walked away and was like you know screw them this this was the worst experience ever and that's to be expected there's all every angle of different things that's common that a studio would even make it better sometimes it turns out worse that's just the name of the game in this case yeah, but yeah. in this yeah. case, to do it the when you have a vision, when you have a dream of the way you want something to be and look, especially when you're the actual writer, you have a director that's on board, you're a little weary about people changing it. That's why they always call your script. Oh, it's my baby! It's my baby. Sometimes it's hard it to is. let go. <laughs> so when you do it yourself this way, you could ensure that it's the way you envisioned it, the way you want it to be. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you know, the creative process get, can get stifled by somebody coming in and saying, I'm giving you this. I want you to do this instead. Mm. You know, that, that's, that's daunting. That's daunting when, when somebody yeah. comes in. You know, uh, some of the commercial work and, and other things that we've done, um, you know, when somebody comes in and goes, no. I, I, you know, it, it's it's disheartening because it's from a business standpoint. It's from a sometimes business standpoint, not from the artistic side. And, and you know what? I, I'm not I'm not criticizing for the sake of criticizing. You know, it's it, it the the point is that sometimes you got to give somebody a little leeway. You know, and and maybe they'll the, you know give them a little rope, and maybe they'll hang themselves. Or maybe they'll, I don't know, knit a sweater for, for with the rope. Sometimes they find their way. Like horrible. Seinfeld, for That was instance. a horrible, <laughs> horrible reference. Analogy. Analogy. I think I'll hang myself. Right. <laughs> I don't need After a sweater. That comment. 
<laughs> but it's remind like, me not to do any more metaphors. It's like, it's like Seinfeld, right? I mean, that's something that wasn't popular at first, and they kept it on. Most of the high execs liked it more than the actual audience did, yeah, yeah. but they saw something in it, and they stood by them, and eventually it became the huge success it did. So sometimes you let them, you give them the leeway, and hopefully they do know where to go. That's the and only it, chance to get the creative aspect out of them. You know what I mean? Sink yeah. or swim, but you don't get that otherwise. You know, it's the best chance of getting the best possible outcome, I think. So, hey, I don't know about you, but after Code Eight, I'm looking for Code Nine and Code Ten. <laughs> They're sequels. <laughs> code Nine and Ten. <laughs> so, guys, do check you, this out. You hear uh, that? You hear yeah. that, Robbie and Steven? That's yeah. that's. Uh, we're, we're giving you an endorsement. We're you already know? looking for the sequel. <laughs> um, you know, th- there's a lot of. Uh, uh, stars in this movie already that uh, that you know we already mentioned Robbie uh, Amell uh Stephen Amell was supposed to play that lead character actually um when we're looking into it some of the research we did he was actually supposed to play that lead character um but because of his commitment on Ninja Turtles and Arrow he was unable to do it when they were filming uh, so he stepped into an executive producer role, and um, he still wants to be in that. He still full he feature. still wants to be in the full feature. Right. Um, he actually kind of promised it, and then he's like, you know, <laughs> we're, we're all hoping he'll be in it. I, you know, he's, <laughs> he's great. Um, the uh, the other guys in, in the uh, film are, are are Sam Kang, uh, Aaron Abrams. Uh, you know, he was on Stargate Atlantis and a couple other things. Um, it's directed by che- uh, Jeff Chan, um, and you know, it's it's. It, Everybody in here has got powerhouse names. They, they're they're not. It's it's not your average run of the mill indie film that's being made by like kids in their backyard, you know. Um, right. And like I said, it it looks like there was a lot of money poured into it, and w- that makes a big difference. Yeah. Makes a big difference. Yeah. Um, now, if you uh, wanted to actually put some money into this, uh, what is it? Indie uh, Indiegogo. Yes. Is where you go to uh, take a look and actually pour them, pour, pour your, empty your wallets into the film. <laughs> and the best way would just be go to YouTube, probably put in code eight, and you'll see all the connection links and yeah. look into it. If you're really into it, well, I, I think the first thing is go watch the short. Yeah, absolutely. Yes. Go watch the short. Like I said, we we were, I think we, I can speak for all of us. We were all kind of blown away how. Yeah. How good and what what top quality this was. This it film. sells itself. It, it absolutely sells, itself. sells yeah. itself. You watch it. It's one of those things you want to see made. So be a part of it, guys. And, uh, you know, we'll check this out. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. All right. Um, we'll see you next time. Thank you. Thank you.